Welcome to Artful Aging with your host, Amy. Are you a senior or a caregiver of a senior looking for support and direction? Best-selling author, educator, and expert in senior living, Amy Friesen is here with the help you need while providing you with an important and valuable support network. So now, please welcome the host of Artful Aging, Amy Friesen. Good morning, everyone. I'm Amy Friesen, and this is Artful Aging with Amy. We're live here on Bold Brave TV, and today's show is all about stuff. Do you ever just look around and think, geez, I have a lot of stuff. What am I going to do with the stuff? No one wants my stuff. If you're a caregiver, it's probably more like, man, my mom has a lot of stuff, and now I have to deal with it. What am I going to do? This is the number one thing I hear from families I work with. They don't know how they acquired so much things. They don't know what they're going to do with it and no one wants it. And even just this morning, we had someone inquire with us because they have a client who wants to move to a retirement residence who has a piano in storage and that's what's stopping her. And so, you know, just the thought of having that piano in storage and wanting to move it to retirement living. So a lot of the times we're just accommodating stuff when we're moving and helping people move to retirement living. And then a lot of times people don't use it. So um, really, you know, people are just stuck, generally speaking. So let's see if we can help solve this a bit. It's, um, it's very overwhelming. My guest today has been working in the stuff and things business, I like to call it sometimes, eh, Giselle? For the last 20 years. <laughs> she is the owner of Altered Spaces, Altered Lives, and she's a specialist in downsizing and hoarding. Uh, Altered Spaces, Altered Lives is a one-stop shop for seniors looking for support, guidance, and hands-on assistance for any size project. Now, if everyone at home could give a warm welcome, I can hear everybody, Giselle, woo! Thanks, Giselle, for coming on and welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much again, Giselle. I'm having, uh, I have known each other a very long time, for a number of years, and wouldn't you agree that so many people get stuck when they have to make a decision because they have too much stuff? It's it's definitely a a trial. First of all, thank you so much for having me on today. Um, I caught your first segment and I really, really liked it. It's uh, really quite informative and I'm sure a lot of people are enjoying this. Um, Now, feeling stuck. It's easy to feel stuck when you look back at 50 to 60 years of accumulation. There's just so many scenarios that we come across, whether you're a couple that have been together forever or if you've lost a loved one, and are now facing the daunting task of doing it on your own or with your children. I have seen so many people feel stuck because of their stuff. This can often lead to seniors not wanting to make the move, even if it's the best thing for them. And what's the common concern that you see, generally speaking? Is there anything that really sticks out? Uh, Number one, like really, where do you begin? Not knowing where to begin or not being able to deal with the emotional side of letting go is not uncommon. Um, Breaking the process down into categories, rooms and creating timelines is, you know, often an easy, um, an easy start. As you said in your first segment, plan, 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 don't (laughs) deviate. (laughs) See, I've got everybody on board with that plan, plan scenario. (laughs) Yeah, I often have the clients set the move date first, and then we set reasonable timelines for getting things done. You know, set your goals and work towards them. 
And would you um, think that that is the best time, like, to start looking at downsizing when somebody's looking at a move, or when is the best time? Oh yes, you know, when you're looking, uh, you know, at um, at doing the move, then it's you really need to start taking a look at what you do own. Um, you know, when is the best time to start? That's very much a personal decision. Um, honestly, there's more people that would like to downsize, but walk the fine line of not wanting to upset family members. It's it's never too early to start the downsizing process. Having said that, many people are waiting, wanting to, to live lighter, and they they just, you know, just don't know where to begin. And, um, you know, it's like, it's like, do we do it alone? Do we do it as a family? It's really um, a lot to think about for them. For sure. And are there any sorts of projects that you would recommend clients start with early in their downsizing process? Oh, absolutely. The the probably the most time consuming uh, projects and things that clients can often do on their own is papers. We accumulate so many papers, you know, how many clients have I come across that have probably all their tax um, papers from like years back. So it's to uh, really look at papers, books, downsize the books, clothing, hard copy photos. There's, um, you know, that's that's a lot of things that you're dealing with, you know, a lot of tangible things that you're dealing with. I had a client once that had so many photos that she refused to move. She couldn't move. And I actually had to go to her house and help her sort out the photos. This is when I was working in the retirement homes. And I had to go and sort them out for her just to get them in some kind of uh, arrangement that she was comfortable because nobody wants to throw out photos. But then again, nobody wants the photos and everybody's digital now. So it's really difficult to try to kind of get on top of all that paperwork type of thing. Yeah, so definitely like photos, you can kind of pass down to some of the family members if they want them. But it's uh, it's all the the paperwork that you really don't need to be hanging on to that you really should be uh, dealing with um, as soon as possible. Well, Giselle, it's time to take a short break. But when we come back, Giselle and I are going to be continuing the conversation to discuss where folks can find support for their downsizing process. As always, for more information about today's guest, please join us over at artfulagingwithamy.com. We're on Bold Brave TV. See you in a few. Hello, welcome back to Artful Aging with Amy. I'm your host, Amy, and we are speaking with Giselle Grenier Miller. Let's continue the conversation. We spoke before the break about seniors and families being overwhelmed about the downsizing process. Giselle, how do you choose the best support group to help you if you're finding the process overwhelming? Well, the first thing is don't ever feel like you have to do this alone. You know, reach out to your family, a friend or a certified professional that deals with the process that you're going through. Make sure that it's the right fit for you. If you are with a certain family member and there's some chaos happening or, you know, often there's, you know, family dynamics that come into play, that may not be the right fit for you. So if you have a friend, one that you can trust, then you might want to give that a try. But there are so many professionals like myself that we've been trained to do this. So we can help you uh, navigate through the whole process and um, and really, you know, keep it within your timeline and make it a positive experience for you. Well, and also not only just on your timeline, but keeping it on track. 
because people get you know waylaid right oh we're gonna do this now and it's like oh squirrel and then do something else <laughs> so yes, exactly so we do have tools in place for that to help you go through that whether it's using timers um just so that um you know timers and calendars are probably the most important things on the topic of support, I often find when seniors are making a move into a retirement home, knowing where they're going and having a floor plan makes it a lot easier. So is this something that you can do with your clients? And if so, can you maybe explain how this can help? Yes, we do this with our clients all the time when they're moving into um, a senior community or into uh, anything, any kind of downsizing community. Um, I love to create the 3D floor plans for my clients. They can then just kind of see it right there. They know that it's kind of like a live action figure there. The, um, uh, the floor plan and the furniture are all done to scale. So that's going to tell you exactly what is going to fit in there. Um, so basically, if you currently have four closets full of clothing and you're moving into a one closet home, what you want to be doing at that point is you want to be focusing on downsizing within your space right away to have everything fit within one closet. Then you could know that that's exactly what's going to fit in your new home. Um, making sure that you have the right size furniture for your space is very, very important. Um, it is very much a, a safety um, a feature. I, I use this 3D thing as a safety feature, because if you have too much furniture in your space and you're not moving around, um, you know, efficiently, you could be causing more uh, harm to yourself than, uh, than you need to be. Well, and too much furniture, right? Like you're right. It, it goes, you know, if you're using a walker in a, re in a residence or even just if you're downsizing in general in a new condo or whatnot, and you're using a walker trying to get around, there's too much stuff. You have a lot of trip hazards, which, you know, I talk to people about all the time. Um, and the other thing is that a lot of people who are making a move to downsize just in general are actually looking at new spaces that are empty. And so people are trying to get their head around, okay, you know, what of mine will fit in here? Oh, geez, this space looks so small because there's no furniture in it, which is always a thing that all of us as professionals are dealing with with our clients, right? Is no, you know, the bed can go here, this can go there. And that's why it's so important to also have the floor plan if you're going to move forward like that, because then you can actually see it. I know even when I make a move, I'm not as sophisticated as you, Giselle, but, you know, I cut out my little tiny pieces and I cut out, you know, I've got like a map of, you know, whatever room it is and I've got a little sofa and I, you know, everything gets in its place. So it's super, it's super helpful. The important thing to, to realize is that if you're going to be moving and keeping everything safe, chances are you are not going to injure yourself. You don't injure yourself. That means that you are going to remain independent for longer. That's true, right? And that's what everybody wants. They want to stay as independent as long as possible, regardless of where they're downsizing, even if they're just downsizing in their home, right, to make it safer. And that, again, in my first episode, everybody wants to go out feet first, right? And so this is one of those things that will ensure that you can stay longer in your home. So, and what about those folks who have acquired collections through the years and are making a move to a smaller space? What are some of the things or some of the ways people can deal with collections they may no longer have room for or other things that they just can't bring and they don't have room for? 
You know, working with collections can be kind of tricky. Collections from the past are so very special to my clients. Um, in, in, if the client wants to take these with them to their next destination, we need to review that 3D floor plan to see how can we, um, you know, save these things? How, where can we be placing them? Because a collection stored in boxes is not a collection, it's just storage. A collection should be displayed. So it's to find the proper manner of displaying these collections. Now, if these collections are just not gonna fit within your space, we may wanna look at doing something else. It's gonna be difficult to let these things go. So maybe what we wanna do is take photos of these items and make a, um, a coffee table book. So then this way that collection is still there. If you're wanting to sit there and, and review all these, these loved pieces that you've acquired in the past, it'll still be there with you. It's just not all going to be stacked in boxes in, you know, in your closet. I've used that um, photography coffee book kind of look before with some clients because a lot of people that are downsizing to another space have lived in their homes for 40, 50, 60 years. And so even just the home itself, you know, take a picture of the house, um, put it in that book and, and whatnot and start gathering that stuff. So it's, a you know, it does help, of, you know, it's not the perfect solution because everybody doesn't want to move generally speaking, but I do find that it does help. And then the other thing uh, before we go to commercial break here is just to mention that, you know, my lady with the piano, a lot of people have storage units that they think they have to empty out before they make a move. I would suggest maybe to leave it to the end because it's already in storage. What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Pianos is a tough one to, uh, to be letting go of. Um, they don't really even sell very well, but some of these collections can also be sold. So as a personal property appraiser, I could also help you, um, you know, giving you the right direction as to what is the best way of selling these items and or finding uh, a proper collector for them. For sure. It looks like that's that time again. When we come back from break, we're going to have a look at how the pandemic has changed people's behaviors around downsizing. Stay tuned. This is Artful Aging with Amy. Welcome back to Artful Aging with Amy live on Bold Brave TV. Before the break, we were discussing what types of projects you should start with when you begin the process and who should you choose for your support network? Like Giselle was saying, sometimes that support network can be family and friends, but as my experience is, sometimes family and friends are just a bit too close. And you might wanna bring in a professional to help you organize it or split the work and do some with family and friends and do some with professionals, um, just depending on your own personality. But Giselle, are you finding that people call you as a first resource or do they call you once they've started the process and then they get overwhelmed and like, oh my goodness, like, what do I do now? Well, it's a little bit of both, but I'd say that most of my calls come directly from my clients themselves. In, in most cases, the family will have already discussed it and have decided that they want assistance from a professional. Um, being a third party, as you were saying, can sometimes uh, help mediate the process. Um, we're there to support our clients, but we also want to be working with the family and keeping them in the loop. But we'll only do um, you know, things with the family and friends with the permission from our client. So number one, we work directly with the client and then we bring in the others. 
it's it's sometimes good to be able to have other people, um, you know, give them specific tasks to do that may um, not be overbearing for the the client. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's great to have a, a support team, that's for sure. Sometimes you have somebody in the support team that you just have to give the busy tasks to. You need to do this and we need to take care of this and then we'll do other stuff with other people. Have you noticed a change since and during the pandemic? Have families been approaching the projects any differently? I know that for you know, for about a year, a lot of people kind of stopped the moving, stopped doing a lot of things. What did you notice for downsizing? Well, the pandemic was definitely an eye-opener. We went from, you know, closing down for four weeks. That was it, four weeks, because then we had a client calling, just panicked and wondering, you know, if she and her husband were ever going to be able to move to the community as planned. Their house was sold already. We had an auction ready to go. And then there was a big freeze. And it was like really to, um, you know, think outside of the box to see how we could be helping our clients, Um, you know, Going back to these projects, we're working directly with the clients more and more, and we're watching the children and the grandchildren all standing in the sidelines. Things are starting to open up now, so we're definitely getting a lot more involvement, so that is great. But during the pandemic, that was uh, definitely uh, um, a, a huge change for us. Uh, families are so grateful for everything that we do to make the, the parents transitions and the, the relocation process and selling of their things, you know, done um, like the one stop shop you had mentioned, um, but keeping them involved, making sure that they know that their parents are being taken care of. Um, it's, it's definitely um, teamwork. Yeah, for sure. And I think that like you said, with that freeze, people obviously didn't know how long the pandemic would last or that we were in a pandemic for the first bit of it, right? And, it, and it's such a, it's a global issue, right? And everybody has these experience with it now, which is interesting as well, but people didn't know, you know, is this a thing that's going to be a month? Is it going to be longer? You know, should we hold off? Should we go? And, and a lot of people just chose to hold and in a lot of activities of uprooting and different things like that, even with their moves. Um, what do you see happening now that the pandemic is lightening up and people are returning to their day-to-day lives? I actually feel that seniors have become more independent and are making more decisions on their own now, you know, because they they've kind of been put into that predicament where it was a, well, need to figure this out. Um, you know, they're still discussing things with their children but they're just doing it and getting it done. They just don't want things to linger on anymore. They just want to move on to the next step. Um, For the clients that requiring more assistance, I'm finding that the family members are looking for more help from companies like yourselves, Tea and Toast, and companies like Altered Spaces, Altered Lives. Uh, We're looking for what a new normal is and keeping it safe. Why not go with the true and tested companies that will keep your family members safe? Like the, I really find that the um, the seniors and the families are leaning more and more that way. Well, and the seniors too, like you said, they're they're doing more and more things, right? And so, 
they've been used to now, the independent seniors that, you know, were looking at maybe downsizing or moving pre-pandemic and then didn't do anything, kind of didn't have a choice but to become more independent and, and um, sustain kind of their environment and sustain their decisions because a lot of the family members really couldn't be there or at, they were there at reduced capacity, right? So they, they didn't have a lot of choice but to make the decisions. Right? So I'm finding that um, a lot of them now, like you're right, it's, it's, it's the same with my business. We, we picked up substantially because people, you know, they, they're also scared a little bit, I have to say, um, of what to do, right? And it's also because people were in a freeze for so long, right? And they just like, they didn't know what to do they froze and now coming out of that it's like okay now i really don't want know what to do um who can i call and that's why i always say uh, new support network is only a call away because a lot of people also don't have family and friends so so how do they rectify that right True. are you finding the uh, same type of thing and, oh absolutely and i find that uh, you know because more um you know more of them are wanting to make that move quickly now uh, they feel that the uh, communities are so much safer. So it's like, well, let's get in there. Let's let's get it done. But how do we do it? And how do we make it happen in a timely manner? It's um, uh, it's definitely uh, a lot for uh, the seniors and the families to be thinking about. Yeah, a lot of different transition pieces to consider. Um, do you have you been moving anybody recently that has come up to any hurdles about like any specific um, item that they're trying to deal with right now? Um, any items that what? Sorry. That they're trying to deal with like what? Is there any hot topic item that's been coming up lately? Well, what's um, you know as far as um, the, the biggest thing is is what are we doing with our stuff and where are we going to put it and who's which uh, charities are taking what nowadays? Like every week, we are going through this every week to see who's taking what. Um, you know what what is uh, needed from one community to another. Where's the best way to be donating things? What's the best way of selling their items? Everything changes weekly. So it's for us to stay on top of it so that we have these answers for our clients, um, you know, when we are there and dealing with them. Yeah, for sure. And you're right about the, about the charities and stuff of what's going to take things. I remember that being a big thing because everybody shut down. But we'll talk more about that in a minute, Giselle. Coming up on Artful Aging with Amy, Giselle and I are going to discuss the housing market and concerns families are having currently. I'm your host, Amy, and you're watching us live on Bold Brave TV. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are speaking with Giselle Grenier-Miller of Altered Spaces, Altered Lives. She is a downsizing expert, and we're going to jump back in. Remember that you can get extra information uh, about today's guests and our upcoming guests over on artfulagingwithamy.com. All of their bios are there. The links to the shows are there. So if you missed a piece or you want to go back and take some extra notes, just head over to artfulagingwithamy.com. Um, and you can also con con connect with me there if you uh, have any questions. So Giselle, we were discussing the changes since the pandemic, what it's caused. I've noticed a large surge in people moving into retirement living. This has been one of our busiest seasons on record, to be honest. Fall generally is busy. And then on top of that, we've got the people that didn't move during the COVID, uh, during COVID. And we're also starting to see that start of the baby boom surge coming, right? So it's a little bit of everything happening right now. 
I, I love it. I'm in the business. So I, I love, I love working with seniors and helping them. And the more that I can help, the better, better we are. So, um, it's, so it's partly because of the season and partly because a lot of things are calming down now. So what are you finding in this post pandemic world that folks are, um, selling, are you finding that they're selling their home and moving or what, what are you finding out there? Oh yeah, they're definitely exploring. That's for sure. I mean, this past fall season was extremely busy for home sale preparation and relocations, seniors moving into communities everywhere. Um, it's, it's like, it's nonstop. Um, it has slowed down a little bit this past month, but borders are now open. So we've got some seniors that are going on getting one last crack going down south and I'm just going to go and and spend the winter there one more winter and then I'll come back and deal with my stuff. Or it's the boomers that are going uh, away for the winter and saying, then I'm going to come back and then I'm going to help mom and dad uh, with their downsizing and or or by supporting them through this project and uh, helping them get ready to move into community in the near future. Um, it's it's already I'm already booked for February. So I know that so much that I've spoken with have said that this coming the end of January and February is going to be very, very busy. Well, we had a shortage of housing on the market too, right? Because again, a lot of the seniors didn't move who would normally be moving into retirement living, which is kind of across the board. I'm hearing from like my greater network across Canada and, and even some of my folks in the States, people stopped and therefore there was a shortage of housing. And even now a lot of my people before moving, a lot of them um, are getting quotes for what their house is worth now because things have changed, right? So, you know, they before they can make a decision on to what type of housing they can downsize to, whether it's a condo or a residence or long-term care, they're actually having uh, real estate professionals come in, do kind of an assessment of what what's there, um, sorry, for like the house in general, um, to see how much it's worth so that they know because things have changed quite substantially. Yes, and I think that that's also um, something that is encouraging for uh, the seniors is like they, they're, the values of their homes have gone up so much that they're now feeling that um, being able to make that move into community and all of a sudden going into a, you know, a, a rental type fee, they're feeling a lot more comfortable because they know that they're getting a lot more equity from their home. So they have that little nest egg that's that's going to um, um, make it a lot easier for them uh, comfort wise. Well, and for sure. And then, you know, a lot of people generally feel that for retirement living, it could be pretty expensive, right? Depending on care, size of suite, all of the things. Uh, and so just having that little bit of extra cushion really helps people make this really difficult decision. Because I said, not many people want to, you know, pick up and move to assisted living of some sort. Um, a lot of people are afraid of cost and whatnot. And so just having that extra egg of money uh, does set their their concerns um, at ease a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. What are um, what are some of the main concerns families are having now that maybe they didn't have before the pandemic? Well, working around the pandemic and all the uncertainty 
uncertainties that come with it, you know, we never know one month to the other what's going to happen. We believe that we are now on, you know, the right trend of um, keeping the numbers down. But there's still uh, the families and our clients are still very much in tune about how people are working around them and whether or not companies that they're bringing in are abiding by safety protocols. Um, they want to make sure that they are going to be safe. They're making a big change into their lives, wanting to move into a different community. They want to remain healthy uh, throughout the process and actually get there so that they can, um, you know, remain healthy. Um, you know, Right now, I'm finding that everything coming back to a little bit more of a normal. Um, the families are now dealing with a lot more uh, with their children and their children's lives. It's that whole life balance. Now we're back into sports. We're back into ballet. We're back into doing all of that. So um, now, you know, the, the, the younger children are busy with their regular life again. And so mom and dad who are doing the downsizing process may not have that assistance that's needed. Um, you know, if they're so busy and, but frankly, everybody's happy to be going back to a little bit more of a, a normal uh, lifestyle. And, um, you know, they, they just want to make sure that they're going to be safe. That's it. That's um, COVID's not gone. <laughs> well, and on the topic of, you know, people going back um, to work and to ballet and all of that stuff, I'm finding that, um, as I, I'm a, as a caregiver of a toddler myself, I'm finding that a lot of people are wore out from that piece of uh, the extra stress that COVID did and, and the consistency across the board of, of always having um, that extra pressure of, you know, being safe and not being able to go out and all that stuff. And so that all compounds quite a bit. And then, um, and now everybody's going back. So now the schedules are getting busier, but they're compounding on the stress level that was already there. So I'm finding that really tricky with a lot of our family members that, and I think that's probably why they're looking for more professional help now, because they just don't have enough time or stress reserves to be able to help their loved one at the moment. And they just need that little bit of extra help. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, go ahead. Uh, no, I, I agree, Amy. It's um, you know because when we're we're looking at the um, um, you know a lot of people are working from home as well. That's added stress. Um, you know, it's it's um, every day is a new normal, and um, finding that that right fit is so important yeah. and making sure that you're you're able to remain healthy and that you're able to support each other and and you know keep com the communication open um, sure. within families so that you can help um, each other you know navigate through whatever processes um, uh, you're going through for sure well let's continue the chat after the break this is artful aging with amy live on bold brave tv Hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. We've been discussing the process of downsizing with our guest Giselle Grenier Miller from Altered Spaces, Altered Lives. Um, I'm going to bring us even deeper into the conversation and look at it from a different point of view. Now, Giselle, 
I know that you're you're super excited about this segment, but I happen to know that you've been helping your parents downsize and relocate all while you exist in a different province, which is something our clients go through all the time. So as firsthand experience now, how, how have you been feeling about the process and the role as both a daughter and a sister? Well, I have to tell you that this is still very, very fresh in my mind. Um, as a matter of fact, I leave tomorrow to go back to Winnipeg because that is when I will be moving my parents into community. So it um, started the uh, October Thanksgiving weekend, um, I went to visit my parents that had been two years since we had seen them uh, due to COVID. And so I was just going there on vacation. And um, while there, we just had a nice long discussion. And next thing you know, my parents said that they would like to go and visit a community and I made arrangements for a tour. Lo and behold, there was a room ready for them. My parents fell in love with the community, fell in love with the room, just loved everything about it. And that evening decided that, yes, we're going to move in. So to top that off, they then decided that we're gonna move in in one and a half months. So now I'm working with a very, very short timeline and I'm working with what I thought was my vacation. So lo and behold, that vacation turned into a, uh, a work week for me. Uh, first thing I did was, of course, we had a family meeting, my two sisters and my parents. And uh, first thing we had to do was create that timeline. You know, like time was short. I'm in and out. I need to go back to Ottawa because I do have a business to run here and I do have clients booked. So um, during that, that short week that I was there, we managed to uh, start going through a household full of stuff. My parents have lived there for um, 50 years. So it's an accumulation. They're not quarters. It's just a lifelong accumulation of stuff that they've had. Uh, how did I feel? I definitely got to see the other side of things. Um, because now I was going across, I was going through things and getting, you know, these emotional feelings, this, these attachments. And uh, so, you know, I was kind of going, yeah, you know what, this is, you know, how people really feel when they're dealing with this. The other thing is, is I was also working with my siblings, not my staff but my siblings. So that could, you know, create a whole bunch of new stories there. But, um, you know, when it all comes down to it is that my sisters have been living in Winnipeg their whole time. They have been the primary caregivers to my parents. And I'm so grateful for everything that they've been able to do for my parents. But we all overnight had to come to terms with the fact that this was the decision that was made by our parents and we are just have to work together to make this happen for them so a lot of communication is needed and um you know luckily i i feel that i was able to to guide them i don't know if they felt that they got guidance or if they felt that i was just the older sister that was being bossy i'm not sure <laughs> 
Did you feel no. like it's a little bit of a weird situation? I know my parents are going to be watching this as well, but um, so you, both in hot water, Giselle. But um, you know, it's a weird situation being a professional, but then having to deal with it in your own family, right? Because you know, there's stuff that comes up in my family too, and it's like, well, do you know that I do this for a living? <laughs> Maybe you could take my lead for a while, um, but it's been tricky. Uh, so it's hard to get everybody on board as well, but it is, I mean, I've been trying, it's like, I'm so happy that they're doing this. I've been trying for four years to get them to, to move to this exact community. And there was always some resistance and I'm going, okay, when they're ready, when they're ready, that's fine. But it's, it's like, we all knew that this was going to happen eventually, or at least we hoped it would so that they can continue to flourish and, and, you know, go into a fabulous community and um, remain independent and also be able to uh, spend time with new friends and even some old friends that they know that live there. So, you know, like there's so many, you know, bonuses to that. Um, I'd have to say like my sisters are not made of the same cloth as me. I am an organizer. I, you know, go through stuff. I can just do it. And part of me just did that. Like I just went in and it was kind of like a work day until, you know, I, I'd hit this emotional stumbling block once in a while, but this is not anything that my, my sisters desire to do. And so, um, they were overwhelmed. And they still are overwhelmed because I do check in with them, you know, all the time to see, you know, how are things going? Um, and especially with one of my sisters who was a live in caregiver for my parents. So for so many years, being a live in caregiver, I could see that there was burnout happening. So I knew that this was the best thing, not only for my parents, but also for my sister, so that everybody could um, continue to be a family instead of just being caregivers for each other. Yeah, and what I often say, if, if you were, if your family was my client, what I would also often say to my families of my seniors is, you haven't, you didn't have to argue this piece. They, they chose to make a move and they then they actually went and went through and, and went forward to make this move. So you're already winning. So all the rest is gravy on top. So exactly. it, and honestly, yeah. you know, if I was not able to go and this is my third time going back to help with the home sale relocation and move, um, I seriously would have hired a senior move manager in Winnipeg to assist my family. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, our time with Giselle has come to an end. Thanks so much for joining us today, Giselle. As a reminder, you can find out more information on uh, Altered Spaces and Giselle herself on artfulagingwithamy.com. If you think you or a family member could benefit from these services, head over and connect with Giselle. And if you're in another area and have a uh, look at what Giselle can offer, so maybe you can help find it in your area. Stay tuned. After the break, we're going to go through my top tips. This is Artful Aging with Amy on Bold Brave TV. Hi again. Thanks so much for joining me today. We covered a lot. So let's chat about what I think our top tips of today are. So number one, start early. For those of you getting to know me, I'm all about planning. You heard Giselle's all about planning. Anybody that does this for a living is going to tell you to plan, of course. So even if you don't lift a finger yet, 
making a timeline and a plan will help keep your stress levels down. And let me tell you, this process does not need any extra stress. So do yourself and your family a favor and make sure that you can at least get some things in writing, get it down so that you know what the next steps might be. Number two, if you're making a move to a smaller setting, obtaining a floor plan is ideal. That way you can figure out what you have room to bring and what you can't uh, fit in. It definitely helps if you're looking to downsize to a smaller uh, condo, apartment, retirement residence, whatever you're looking to do. Uh, it does help because most of the time you're seeing that uh, without any furniture in it. So it's really difficult to know. And even my folks have a hard time, you know, they have a queen bed. Does it fit here? I don't know. I don't feel like it's going to fit here. Um, and so just really figuring out where everything goes and then it'll help you on the other end. Um, this step alone often helps families immensely. And number three, gather a support network. You don't have to do this alone, whether it's family or friends or professionals or a mixture of the both of everything. Get some help. Um, Again, you could always divide and conquer and send those family members that are really good at X, Y, and Z over there, and they can do that and uh, be busy with that while you deal with something else. Sometimes there are definitely too many cooks in the kitchen. So use people's skills and what they're good at um, so that they can really help along the path. I always like to say that my team is enthusiastic enough about retirement living for the both of us. And what it really means is find a professional who loves what they do and will be able to bring the extra enthusiasm you might not have yet. I can tell you most times when people downsize and make a move, they are not overly excited about it. Uh, but if you work with someone that can really bring that enthusiasm, that can really bring that direction, you're going to feel better about the process, you're going to feel calmer, and then hopefully at the end of the time, you'll you'll feel happy with your move. There you have it. I'd like, I would love if you could take a minute to like this show on the video or the podcast app that you're listening to us on. It really helps boost our ratings and opens the door for other families to find Artful Aging with Amy more easily. On next week's show, we're going to look at healthy aging, what it includes, how to do it. You don't want to miss it. And if you're struggling with piecing together the senior living industry, head over again to our website, artfulagingwithamy.com. There's resources there for sure. Uh, just click on the tab. It's all ready for you. And also, if you're in Canada and you're struggling with making a move, there's also a resource on that page for you for my network of Canadian retirement advisors that also have connections in your city. So whether you're looking for a downsizing expert um, and whomever else real estate, then you'll be able to find what you need by contacting this group of folks. Thanks again for joining us with Artful Aging with Amy. We're live on Bold Brave TV. From me to all of you, hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. You've been listening to Artful Aging with host Amy. Many folks just like you feel they're alone in their journey in helping a loved one or caregiver. So tune in each week and let Amy show you that help is around the corner and is just one conversation away here on Artful Aging.